What's going on, folks? It is the Family on Fire podcast. Hey, we love you guys. We hope that you get something from this session. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. What's going on, folks? It's the Family on Fire podcast. Let's get to it. And before we get started, uh, I have to introduce my lovely co-host, Cheney Chanel Zanders. How you doing? Hello, I'm great. How are you? Good. And of course, you know, we always have to uh, welcome the other co-host, young young Bailey. He's trying to get him to sleep, but, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> not so much. Um, today's going to be a little interesting. We're just going to talk about uh, expectations versus reality in relationships and marriage and things like that. So, and, you know, it's kind of, I saw something on the internet and it was just talking about you know, what, what your expectations are for marriage and then what actually happens. So it should be interesting. Again, we're just giving you our take on it and we're just going to give you some of our personal experiences, what we both were expecting and kind of how it's playing out now going into year four. Yeah. Year four of our marriage. So really quick before we get started, uh, verse for the, for the day is Proverbs twenty one twenty one. It reads, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. And you know what's amazing about this? So I didn't even really look for the for the Bible verse for the day. I went to my Bible app and I, I just like, yeah, let me just do the verse of the day. And it just so happens to be Proverbs 21, 21. And it fits with expectation, expectations versus reality because Again, it says, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So when we talk about expectations, um, I think for me, and I'll, I'll start one of the biggest ones that all, you know, guys, when you're, if you're listening, if you're married, you kind of probably thinking the same thing. If you're single and you're, and you're thinking about getting married, you're probably thinking about this right now. Um, about the whole sex thing. I know we mentioned it. Uh, we mentioned it before on a previous podcast, where you know the original expectation was you know you're gonna be you know you're gonna be hunching all day every day. You know eat, eating like you know eating the four squares. You talking about you hunching you hunching for breakfast. You hunching for lunch. You hunching hunching for brunch. You hunching for dinner. Nice. Midnight snacks. You know out here looking like a whole snack. But um, what I found interesting in the verse was, you know, when you're pursuing righteousness and love, you find life, prosperity and honor. And even though the reality of it is, you know, life happens and you may not be, you know, doing doing the nasty all day, every day, um, your marriage, it, it becomes fulfilled. You find a life of uh, of fulfillment, a life of prosperity. You know, we're talking about intimacy you find a life of honor when you start to look at your wife a certain type of way and so um we'll start with that one so the expectation versus reality the expectation for me as a male was you've been doing the nasty all day now i will admit i will admit the first six months to a year when we didn't have any kids <laughs> it was it was like that it was it was topic. you know but it was i think it was a little different but the reality of it was it wasn't anything like I was expecting, expecting, you know, before we got married. Uh, so with that one, you know, honey, what was as far as intimacy and, and, and doing the nasty, what was your expectation versus your reality? My expectation was that my husband would want it 
as many times a day as he could I get. still do. I, I still do. Amen. <laughs> um, but I think I understood that it wasn't going to work that way all the time. Like there would come a point in our marriage that that wouldn't be the case. The reality of it is we just had a baby. So that was what? Automatic six weeks yeah. of pelvic rest. Yeah. But before that, I was in the hospital and I got put on pelvic rest at 28 weeks. Yeah, it was a little early, a lot early. So from 28 weeks of my pregnancy, and I still haven't had my visit yet, there has been no pelvic pleasures. Yeah. And that's rough. <laughs> not only for him, but for me. I'm like, um, I ain't getting married to just not do nothing. Right. Yeah. Hugs and kisses only go so far. I'm just saying. <laughs> just keeping it real. But I think um, the expectation and the reality is very different. But understanding that there are going to be seasons in your life where it's just not going to happen. And then there's going to be seasons in your life where that's all you're going to do. And it's going to be great. You take what you can get. But in those times where it may not be as often as you like, don't make it, don't fall into, well, you ain't been getting it, so why you want it now? Because it's easy, especially for me. Um, After having Autumn, I know I went through a phase of, you know, I'm kind of afraid to get back in bed. Like, you know, it's been a while. I had a C-section, so I took a little longer with the the having major surgery and things like that and I'm like I started to make up excuses like oh well my stomach hurt my incision is the baby needs me I don't feel like it why you always want to touch me I'm ugly do you not see this fat that I got from having a baby and it was like I was just making excuses and then I didn't think about the fact that your husband hasn't had any penetration and like Four months. Like, yeah, say that word again. I say, yeah, I like that word. <laughs> Penetration. Yeah. Amen. Um, yeah, that's a God-given word. <laughs> so, you know, I had to be mindful of that. But just, just understand that you go through seasons and you make them work. Yeah, and also, too, man, I think um, people don't really realize. So we got married February 2014. I was, we were, we were together for what eight months and then I deployed for yeah. for seven months right after that so we got married in February I was out the door in October so you know that honeymoon stage was you know I wouldn't say short-lived but it was you get married and then we were and then we were trying to do with the uh, go see family we were trying to just spend intimacy intimate time together and you know life was still happening so we would still have the occasional disagreement so that would cut that would cut into intimacy intimacy time obviously because if you're going at it about you know clothes being on the floor or, or you know who drank the last bit of juice you're not trying to hunt you mad you sleeping on the opposite sides of the bed so you know and that, that's another thing too you know when when you get married it's kind of like and this ties to the intimacy piece. You think, oh, you, you know, you, you, you humping all the time. But if your wife get mad or something happens, you have a disagreement, then now what? You really ain't hunching and you can't go nowhere. When you were dating, you probably, you know, if you, if you, wasn't, if you ain't shacking up. <laughs> but, uh, but even then, you know, you think about it. And you know, th- this is for people who don't believe in divorce. Let's get that. Let's get that out because, some people are listening like, well, if I'm there, I can still just up and leave. Well, we do not believe in divorce. 
Yeah, nor do we believe in going to bed upset. Like you resolve that before you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of it's kind of like you know, you're not you're not humping because you upset because the arguments happen and disagreements happen because now you're trying to you're doing life with somebody, and so you're gonna differ on certain things. You're gonna differ on how to fold clothes and where to put what and what goes on what shelf in the refrigerator. So those kind of small things get in the way of what you what your expectation of intimacy in marriages so you know that's that's just another another thing to think about um not again you know not to deter anybody but just understand that life life does happen you go through cycles like like cheney was saying you go through seasons of time where you know everything is good for eight months and y'all just going at it for eight months straight and you'll go through a month a month and a half two months of just chaos because you just you know you both can't be on the same page and that's just that's just a season of life that you go through Praise God for growth. I just, <laughs> when you were sitting here giving you examples about what you argue over, I thought about your sauce. Y'all, when we first got married, this boy wanted, sorry, you're not a boy. This man had a specific way that he wanted his socks folded. Now, mind you, it wasn't like everything had to be folded a specific way. He didn't even separate the clothes for them to be washed. Everything got thrown in there, but his socks had to be folded a certain way. Now, he has a sock drawer, and ain't no socks rolled or folded or cut away. Because I I mismatch anyways. You know, life is too too short to match. One less thing we argue about. Amen. Amen. So, another one, another expectation. I'm just, you know, with these questions. So, the first one, I was like, man, that's a good one. I have to come with that one. But this one is, um, I'm just on, I Googled, you know, what are some common expectation versus reality uh, <laughs> things in marriage and the expectation is we might eventually run out of things to talk about uh, what then and so for me I never had that I never really had that mindset of we'll run out of stuff to talk about because um, we're both pretty random and you know I mean and honestly there'll be times where you know and I'll have a transparency moment we'll be out eating and then I you know I, I, I work at putting my phone away and I look over and Cheney playing Candy Crush <laughs> and um, I mean, I would no, I will say it it, it it upset me because I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're supposed to be here talking. Do we not have nothing to talk about? And then there'll be other times where we go out to eat. We're just we talk for like two or three hours and just eat and talk, eat and talk. So I mean, that expectation, you know, it might be real for some people. Like, oh, you know, we we can talk about everything, or you know, or uh, what if we get married and we get to that point where we don't talk anymore and this and things like that. I think a lot of that that just comes with with uh effort you know if you find yourself kind of staggered or i'm sorry not staggered kind of stalling at what to talk about um you know find something that you both enjoy you know i mean we went to barnes and noble and just sat there and you know we didn't even get a book or anything we just sat there and we talked and i mean granted it was about the business or certain aspects of the business but i think uh it's just another element for us to talk about you know so now if we don't, if we don't talk about the kids we're talking about the business. If we're done talking about the business, we're talking about future plans. I talk about future plans. We're talking about other things that that are going on. So I think that helps a lot, you know. Especially, uh, I think the the us having a business, you know, adds that extra element of us having something to talk about. Because even when we don't try to, we end up talking about the business, and I think that's that's great for us because that's that's unlimited conversation. Us finding out, you know, what we want to do financially, what we want to do with content, you know, what, what direction do we want to take it? Do we want to, you know, do we want to dive into full-time ministry? What do we want to do? 
So, you know, it's just, I think, uh, just a suggestion for, you know, if you're dating or if you're uh, engaged and that's kind of something that's on your mind, find something ahead of time that you and your uh, spouse or, or fiance or, you know, or um, significant other, what they, what you guys can do together, you know, be it, you know, working out, like what's the, what's, what's the workout plan together? If you both are interested in cooking, you know, how can you both spice up, you know, the cooking? So maybe have a cook-off, maybe invite friends over, you guys both make a dish and you guys see who wins. Um, different ideas like that to, to increase your, your, your capacity for conversation. I think another um, suggestion would be not only to do things that you both like, but take the time out to explore something that the other person likes that you may not have necessarily been interested in. But um, like me, I know I'm an adult, but I like to color. I want to try painting. I'm not sure how Craig feels about that. Um, I can't paint, so. (laughs) See? (laughs) But that's something I want to do. He don't know how to paint, but he's going to do it because that's something I want to do. But it gives us, you never know, you might yeah. you might be a good artist. I'm definitely not. Right now. I can't color the lines. <laughs> but it gives you, it, that's something else for you to be able to do. And it gives, it gives you an opportunity to learn something new about your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever. It gives you an opportunity to learn something else about them. And you may in turn learn something about yourself. That's true. That's true. I think even with that, you know, that's another thing with um with being married. You can try different things as far as just stuff to do. Um, you know, you can while you're dating, but I think it's a little different when after you're married because you have a you know, honestly, you know, you have a different trust when, after you're married. You know, when you're dating, you're still kind of figuring each other out, and you still kind of have this um this shyness about you. Uh, even if you've been dating for a while, I mean, you know, every, you know, you, you're still going to have this sense of reserve. And the sad part is you have some people who are married and who still have that shyness about them um, where they just haven't fully, you know, fully bought into the marriage or fully bought into the relationship. So, you know, that's one of those things, that, you know, after you're married, you you um, you get to be all more open and more free. And that's not only, you know, and with intimacy, that's also with your, you know, your likes, your, your dislikes, your fears, you know, your phobias, some things that you probably never told your significant other until after you got married. So kind of keep that in mind as well. Just be able to open yourself up for differences. But yeah, so that's just, that's just our take on um, your communication and, your, you know, will your conversation uh, ever lag or, or get old or stale, you know, I don't think so. I think, I think it just, I think it just increases over time. So I don't know if you knew that this was an expectation that I had, but one of the things that I expected when we got married is for him to adapt to the way I was brought up and my family dynamic. Um, I'm the oldest of seven. There was a lot of us and my family is very, together and what I mean by that is anytime like for instance when I lived in North Carolina um I was with at my mom's house a lot even though she lived 50 miles away from me any opportunity I had to go see her I would and it'd be my mom my sister my brother we go to my grandmother's house growing up everybody all my aunts all my cousins we were always at my grandmother's house and just we spent a lot of time together 
And it wasn't just for the holidays. Like it wasn't just for Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving or somebody's birthday. It was like all the time. And I expected for him to adapt to that. And when we were in Idaho, I used to go to Pastor Dan and Pastor William's house all the time. And in the beginning, he was like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, for what? That was my family away from home. So any opportunity I could get to go over there, I would. But that that was my expectation was that he would just adapt to that and he would be the, he would just join in and be like, yay, I'm going to be with my family all the time, my extended family every day when that wasn't how he was raised. And the reality of it is that I had to accept the fact that he meant that's, that's not who he was brought up to be. And I had to allow him to come around on his own. Was I offended by it? No, but I had to understand that, you know, just because I like to be around other people all the time, sometimes it's okay to just sit at home by yourself or with your spouse and just not, and just chill. Like, you don't always have to be doing something. So I think my expectation of wanting you to just adapt to certain things that I was accustomed to, when the reality is that we had to find our own thing. Yeah, and I think um, that's really important because you're talking about people get married and they automatically, and actually this this segues into the next question uh, or the next expectation versus reality. You know, you get married and you're just like, oh, we're, we're going to do all the things we like to do um, for ourselves with the other person. They're going to love it because we're married and it's all going to be just be, you know, a bed of roses and just lovey-dovey all the time. And, you know, that sometimes that can happen, especially if you, you know, operate in the same circle of friends. But don't allow that expectation to force you into arguments or force you into disagreements like with the family thing like I love being around family but I don't love it where I need to be around people all the time and just like Cheney said we just needed to find our own thing and it wasn't so much that I didn't like being around people or like being but it's just like sometimes it's just too much for me and you know that I mean that sometimes sometimes that will cause a you know a little discomfort between us because like she said, her expectation was, I'm just going to fall right in line. We know what she had going on. And the reality of it was, I, you know, I wasn't going to. And it, she didn't allow it to cause her to try to change me. It was more so, this sucks, but we need to create our own thing. So that's just a, a, a suggestion for, you know, newlyweds or, you know, people dating or people that, that you know, you're, you're engaged. Talk about that kind of stuff. Talk about what are the things that you like to do that you want your your spouse to engage in. And, you know, and don't just say, well, I like to go bowling. Do you, you know, we should go bowling every other, you know, that kind of stuff. Or I like to do this and you need to do it with me. No, so ask and try to figure out what's the com- what's the medium. You know, if you like go to go bowling, you know, three times a week, can you both go twice or once a week and then the other person goes by themselves and cut it to, you know, twice a week? How can you, how can you accommodate? How can you work together to get a, to get a win-win situation out of whatever you like to do? Um, with that expectation versus reality, uh, in terms of love. Now the common, the common thing for expectation is you're just gonna, you're looking to each other's eyes all day and whisper sweet nothings all day and just be all googly eyed and puppy loved for the next 40, 50, 60, a hundred years. That's false. Wrong. 
Um, and not saying that you can't do that, but the reality of it is there are going to be some times because you're human and you both are growing. There are going to be some times where you feel like you're getting tired of your spouse. Like, I'm getting tired. Look at your face. <laughs> like, like, I'm tired of talking to you. But what that what what that that triggers for you is, okay, now we need to find, we need to now start to learn ourselves at this, at this junction. And I think I've, I even mentioned it before on a previous podcast where I said, you know, try to reevaluate your marriage every so often, every three, every five years. The simple fact that you both are growing, you both are becoming, you know, new people, different, you know, certain hobbies you don't do anymore, certain things you just don't do anymore. You're growing, you're getting older, you're getting wiser. So take that time out to begin to learn the person that that, that, that they're growing into. And the same thing for you, they should be learning who you are, this new person. Um, an example that I have that we've experienced personally is when, with you going to the gym, when I first met Craig, gym was life. Like yeah. that's, that's all his life was about was gym. So when we got married, that didn't change. He still was going to the gym. Seven days a week, all the time, and I'm like, okay, sure. I try going to the gym. That that I'm not about that life. <laughs> I would do it for like all of. I think the longest I went was eight weeks. Eight weeks? Huh? Well, you went when I was deployed. Yeah, I don't count. Oh. <laughs> I was going because I was trying not to be sitting at home crying my eyes out all the time. But um, yeah, that wasn't for me. So that was one of the things that he liked to do that I necessarily necessarily didn't want to do, and it took a lot of his time. So when we had Autumn, he was still going to the gym like that. He was still, it was more like six days a week, but it was still a lot of time out of the house. He would be at the gym for like three hours. So we had to come to a compromise. Like, okay, I need you. You can still go to the gym, but you need to be leaving the gym in the car at seven o'clock. No, and you know what? It's a struggle. No, you know what? I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to go past that because that's that's. I think that's important. It wasn't so much, and I want us to be careful. We use the word compromise because when you say compromise, that means somebody had to lose something. And looking back on it, I didn't lose gym time. It. But I lost it's a, an hour of time, so I think I felt that it was compromise. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about because. It wasn't, uh, you weren't losing an hour of time. So what I mean by that is I changed my gym schedule and somebody was like, oh, some people may be like, oh, well, you know, you gave up the gym to, to, to this, this, and that. No, it's the priority is different. So if I know that it's, that it's causing an issue in the household, it's not a compromise as if I'm losing something because I'm, I'm, I'm gaining time back with my family. So it's, a, it, I mean, in, in, it, it does, and then it increases the intimacy because now you're you're like okay you you adjusted your time because now like I went from maybe seven days a week to six days a week and then it was still a lot of time so then I, I decreased the frequency that I went to the gym now somebody again can be listening to it and say oh wait well, it's a compromise because you gave up the gym it's not a compromise because it's not about giving up the gym it's about giving your family the time that they're that they that they're due. And once you shift your mindset and you start going with, well, I'm giving this up to be at home, then you're going to start resenting your family because you're not, you're not at the gym. 
change your mindset to where it's like, no, I'm not giving anything up. I'm giving, I'm giving my family what they're just due. That's what I mean by not saying, not saying compromise. Uh, in, in, in the sense of, when you say compromise, you're saying that I had to give up something to be here with you in autumn. But True. So you weren't the one giving up anything, but I felt like I was, I was giving up time to allow you to still go to the gym. Because if it was up to me, you wouldn't have been going to gym, going no, to I'm, the gym. Anymore. I'm talking about, I'm talking about after that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about me not going to the gym anymore. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm saying, even even with the compromise, though, it's not a compromise because, as I'm saying, I'm not talking about how you felt. I'm talking about, I'm talking about now because if it, as a compromise, you're saying, and this is the give and take that you got to talk about when you, you know when you're when you're married. You have to say, I know that my spouse likes to do this. Now I'm not going to be selfish and, and try to try to monopolize the time. That this is their form of. Release. This is their form of 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 of, uh, of, uh, of peace. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna adjust my mindset to say, take your gym time. Now let's create a boundary of what time you need to be leaving. And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want. There, y'all. I, yeah. I, but I'm not gonna lie. I was selfish. But what I time. but what I want. But I want people to understand. If you're listening to adult, you know, change your vocabulary. Stop saying compromise. When you say compromise, you say it's a win-lose situation. And this whole thing about happy wife, happy life is, 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 is a myth. It's stupid. It does not make sense. If you're listening and you say, shaking your head, you turn it off, that's fine. But there's nowhere, anywhere that it says one person's happiness outrules everything else that's ever operating in the household. Okay. So change your language. You were talking about compromising. That that's a win lose situation. If you're in a win lose situation, you need to change your mindset. To think, okay, why 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 is my spouse asking me to stop hanging out with my boys so much? Why is my spouse asking me to stop going shopping with my girls so often? Why is my spouse my spouse asking me to do these things? For me, it was okay. Why is she having me not go to the gym or or requesting I don't go to the gym so much? Well, duh, Dodo Bird, you're missing out on precious time with your daughter. An hour is a long time for a wife and kid. An hour is a long time for your husband. An hour is a long time for your family. So when you shift your mindset and say, is this really important where now I'm taking time from my family? I need to adjust my thinking. That's how you create win-win scenarios. My family wins because I'm there. I win because my family has a father in the household that they can depend on, they can trust. I was still having time to go to the gym, but it was it the gym didn't supersede my family. That's a win-win situation. And that's the biggest thing I want everybody, you know, to think about. Start changing your language. Start changing what you say to your spouse, what you say about your spouse, what you say about your marriage. Uh, we got. We always talk about when people say, you know, um, you know, I'm broke or I'm this or I'm that. It's you know, it's not. I'm in between. I'm in between blessings. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in between favor, and you know, and, and and that's that was the biggest thing for me was to begin to look at certain requests from Cheney as not as demands, but as there's a there's a lacking somewhere. So if I know I need to talk to her more, it's not her trying to force me to talk. It's she needs something from me. And here, and here, and here's a secret. I'm gonna tell your husband. If you want to get more butt cheeks, <laughs> here's the secret. Here's the secret. 
if you know that your spouse needs something and in turn it's requiring a little more time from you i guarantee you your spouse will will get will get give you that time back catch what i'm saying <laughs> if your spouse needs more time from you and it's important to that to your spouse you will get that time back you you can't you can't you can't fathom how how good it feels to do something and that per, and say say if it's safe for me for instance if 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 um if going back to the gym it's been a couple of times like that so i i would i would i would come home right after work and she was like oh why are you home so oh, i want to come home and spend time with you automatically it starts triggering things in her brain to say oh my goodness he gave up the gym for me something that he he cares about for me i'm gonna do something for him it ought to be non-sexual but it can just be it can be just getting that time back later on it can be what do you what's your favorite meal i want you know don't worry about this don't worry about that because you sacrificed but once you get into that mindset of figuring out what your spouse needs your spouse will figure out what you need so when you start looking at looking at each other's at each other's needs everybody wins it's a win-win situation that makes sense am i rambling i am rambling Oh, I was just sense. over here thinking about the fact that I was dropping draws because you wasn't going to the gym. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, for real. But no, I mean, yeah, but and that's what you know. I want, and that's the kind of the 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 theme for this for this episode is is expectation versus reality. You have to you have to understand that certain things that you're ex, that you're expecting probably won't happen. And it's not saying that your marriage is bad, that you're, that you're a flawed person, that you're wrong. You know, it's going to happen. However, don't be upset if certain things you expect to happen don't happen. Understand that you two are, are, both, are both two imperfect human beings. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall short in some areas. But the amazing thing about marriage is you have grace with your partner. You have grace in that covenant. To where if you don't pick up your your clothes, if you don't put dishes away a certain way, if you don't fold clothes a certain way, your spouse will show you the leniency and the grace because the expectation for Jenny was, uh, I can fold socks any old kind of way. My expectation was that she gonna know how I like to fold my socks. That's where communication comes in. So it took six to eight months <laughs> for me to voice the communication. But there's an expectation in, in that that you both are gonna be mind readers and you're not. The expectation is they're gonna know what I'm thinking already. The reality is nobody knows what you're thinking because you because nine times out of ten you don't say anything. So increase your communication. Don't be upset when the expectation doesn't meet the reality. Change your language. Change your mindset. That's 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 all we're trying to really boil boil everything down to. Hi Bailey. That's Bailey, folks. Everyone say hi to Bailey if you listen to it on your in your car or on your on your phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry for rambling, folks. Any anything else, babe? No, thank you, Bailey. I always say that because that means I'm rambling. She rolled her eyes at me too, folks. <laughs> um, but no, just uh, you know, I, I I this is one thing that I'm really passionate about because I know the areas that I that I fall short in when it comes to. When it comes to uh, communication, when it comes to, you know, the whole idea of expectation versus reality, you know, I, I'm passionate about it because I know the difference it makes when you 
Bailey over here eating y'all. I know the uh, I know the the difference it makes when you start to change your mindset and, and shift the different words you say and different things you do. So I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of passionate about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, visit royalfirellc.com. Follow us on Instagram at royal underscore fire underscore. And be on the lookout, man. We got a lot of things coming. Uh, check out the Queen's Court blog on royalfirellc.com. When you go to the webpage, make sure you make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. That's when we get get you get your content every week. We get you, you know, kind of what we're doing and what we got going on. And as always, man, if you're if you're on the website, you want to donate to to Royal Fire, please do so. Every little bit counts. It just allows us to do more in the community with our ministry. It allows us to do more with just getting content out and just trying to help people. Want you know one day at a time. Um, other than that, you have any announcements? No. Yeah, we probably have announcements till next week. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll save the goodies. Yeah, we'll save the announcements till next week. Um, man, that's all I got. That's all I got. You have nothing left? That's it? No, I got a surprise. I yeah. have to come back. All right, yeah, so you got to come back next week for the surprise. Make sure, you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you put it in your iPhone and your Android. Make sure that you like us on SoundCloud, follow us on SoundCloud so you get those notifications when the podcast goes up. And yeah, man, y'all have a beautiful and amazing rest of your week. It's a great day to be alive. Have an amazing day.